As always, I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Category Is. It's been a bit of a slow week uh, this week. I think it's because Hurricane Ian has dominated everything in the press. It came through and fucked Florida all the way up. Well, more than it already is fucked up. But uh, it came through, I guess, on what, Tuesday, Wednesday? As a Category 4 hurricane hit like south of Tampa and then just tore its way across the state. So millions of people are without power. They said that hundreds of people potentially lost their lives in the hurricane. And it is on its way to South Carolina. So thoughts and prayers to anyone who was in the path of Hurricane Ian. So my little brother moved to Tampa a few weeks ago. So we were definitely nervous and worried about how that was going to turn out because you just never know. But luckily it hit, well, it changed like trajectory a little bit and ended up coming on shore like a bit further south of Tampa. So he's actually been, you know, pretty lucky in that respect. And then y'all know my mom lives in South Carolina, so it'll be there over the weekend and it'll only be a category one. By the time it hits South Carolina, but, you know, still lots of wind and lots of rain and it's always, you just never know how these things are going to go. So I will keep y'all updated. If you can't tell, I have a little tickle in the back of my throat. Uh, I don't know what the cause is. Like I thought it's definitely not, you know, the Rona or that situation or anything going on. Um, I think it is a bit of an allergy thing going on Um, on Monday was... Bay's birthday and so one of his friends sent a bouquet of flowers it's like a huge bouquet first of all and then the flowers are like themselves are like super large and so all of them like opened at once and it's just a lot of pollen down to the kitchen table and I can even smell it um all the way upstairs so it's pretty strong, and I'm going to have to get rid of these things real quick um, in order to start feeling better. But yeah, scratchy throat, uh, puffy eyes. So I'm definitely thinking it's that. Um, no fever or anything like that. So I'm pretty sure it's this uh, pollen situation that has attacked me. So for what you're drinking this week, I'm having a hot toddy situation (laughs) and to make the hot toddy you take some water and heat it up you can do it in the microwave on the stove whatever pour it in your mug top it off with two three tablespoons of lemon juice uh, freshly squeezed and then put in as much whiskey as you feel like it i only have bourbon and i still don't really know the difference between whiskey and bourbon so y'all gonna have to let me know that i just I think it's the same thing. It's just it's where it's made or where it's produced. Anyway, brown liquor is brown liquor to me. <laughs> so this is going to lay me down real quick and make me feel better. Garnish it with some um, cinnamon sticks if you have those, as well as a slice of fresh lemon. It's a perfect cocktail if you're feeling some kind of way. If you have a little, you know, a little tickle in your throat or you just, you know, feeling real fall and festive and just want to have a nice warm cocktail because the weather is actually changing um, to skin colder. So drink responsibly if you are of legal age to do so. So the biggest news of the week was that Rihanna, Robin Rihanna Fenty from Barbados 
was announced as the Super Bowl. Uh, which Super Bowl is it? Uh, I don't know. But the next Super Bowl, she's going to be the halftime show performer. So how do y'all feel about that? So immediately the response was very positive because Mama has not performed in a minute. I know she is somewhere trying to relearn the lyrics <laughs> to all of them songs that she's going to have to lip sync for her life down to that stadium. But it used to be that performing at the Super Bowl was the biggest, like highest honor. I mean, you was like the hottest out there. Then we had the hu- the whole Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson Nipplegate fiasco. And then it just became a venue for old white men to perform the most boring songs ever because they wanted to be safe. They didn't want the whole, you know, possibility that somebody could show their titties down to the stage. But Rihanna is all about showing titties <laughs> and showing nipples. So that's a bit of a disconnect for me. I mean, Janet had to walk so Rihanna could run. So we know Jay-Z took over the Super Bowl halftime show scheduling a few years ago um, as part of a deal he did with Rock Nation. And who performed last year? Oh, last year was the Dr. Dre with Snoop Dogg and Mary, <laughs> Mary J. Blige and Eminem. Uh, the year before that, who did the year before that? I can't remember. Oh, J-Lo and Shakira, which... Y'all pray for Shakira. She might be going to jail down to the Spain, locked up abroad for a tax evasion. Bruno Mars did it one year. Beyonce did it one year. Lady Gaga did it one year. Katy Perry. Those are the ones that are recent memory when it started to to trend back more younger. But on the one hand, Rihanna is a good fit for a Super Bowl performance. Like she's, it's never about giving a live vocal, which she has never really done. Her songs are high energy, they're fun, they're light. And Mom has come a long way since Ponder Replay, <laughs> way back in the day when she was dancing on those speakers. But back then, I think I don't think people really checked for Rihanna like that. I think it wasn't until Umbrella when she reached the next level of stardom. So when Ponder Replay came out, this was back in a time where everybody kind of looked the same. Like, it was all the whole... I guess Beyonce era when she first had her solo CD come out and everybody was pretty much doing the same thing. It wasn't really about like the town, like <laughs> they were a dime a dozen with their long blonde weave and their little bikini top with the sequins and then the low rise jeans. And it was all pretty much the same. It wasn't about being different or being talented. It was about being commercial. And if we can't afford Beyonce, then we'll get a Rihanna. We'll get a an Ashanti. We'll get a uh, what's the girl name? Oh my God! Um, see, I can't even remember her name because it was all like that at that time. And it wasn't until Umbrella came out where she had that uh, chop into a bob, like the straight bob, and she was giving you like a completely different look a completely different sound than what one what we were used to and then what everybody else was given so i think that is what propelled her into that next level and her affair with jay-z allegedly so we can't really sleep on rihanna's talent because i mean she does have 14 number one hits and a number one is hard to get (laughs) not everybody has that to their credit she's in fourth place for like the the artist who has the 
most number ones. So the Beatles is at uh, 20 number ones. My diva of choice, Mariah, has 19. Elvis Presley has 18. And then Rihanna has 14. So, I mean, Mama's doing the damn thing. So I would expect her to hit most, if not... No, I would say most. She ain't got that much time. Um, so I would expect her to hit most of these down to the Super Bowl. Some of them are with uh, featured artists, so I don't know how that would work. But, like, she has to do Umbrella. She probably has to do Live Your Life with T.I. Ooh, nah, nah, what's my name? Which is kind of a slow. That much. She might not do that one down to the Super Bowl. Maybe it's like an interlude or like a melody of songs, as the people say, um, instead of medley of songs. Rude Boy, Make Me Feel Like the Only Girl in the World. She has to do that one because that one's pretty hot. She'll do Diamonds. And We Found Love in a Hopeless Place because that has a good beat with Calvin Harris. Now, they say she may do, well, she does have a number one with Britney Spears. And given that, you know, we're in the Britney Spears comeback era, this could be a good time to bring Britney out <laughs> as a little cameo appearance. So S&M is the name of the song. And I, yeah, like it could, well, we don't know what state Britney is going to be in um, come February. So we can put a pin in that one and we'll see what they do. So there was a lot of excitement about the announcement that Rihanna would be performing mainly from the gays because, you know, we won't be watching that game, but we will tune in for some Rihanna, baby. But, of course, the woke crowd, the hoteps, you know, had to call her to the carpet as well because they wanted to bring up some old interviews that she did where she said that, you know, she would never, basically never do the Super Bowl halftime show. So, rewind a few years ago, well... And it's still ongoing with the whole Colin Kaepernick uh, situation. But she got asked to do the Super Bowl like back then. And so these are direct quotes from Rihanna for an interview she did with Vogue in 2019. And she said, I couldn't dare do that. For what? Who gains from that? Not my people. I just couldn't be a sellout. I couldn't be an enabler. There's things within that organization that I do not agree with at all. And I was not about to go and be of service to them in any way. And people, you know, applauded her back then for taking that stance and being like, nah, fuck them, you know, they racist. But just fast forward a few years and Mama agreed to perform. Now, on the one hand, a check is a check. and She is a billionaire, but she just had that baby and, you know, she needs some money. Baby's expensive these days. Inflation high and everything. But the people say that the treatment of players of color is even worse now than it was back then. Um, I don't know too much about the football, but I don't, I can see their point where they say, you know, now she's a hypocrite. Now she just is chasing a dollar, which I mean, even Jay-Z said that we moved past kneeling and that everybody's moved on from the Colin Kaepernick thing when he, cause he did catch some backlash he even agreed to partner with the NFL on the halftime shows and stuff like that. And I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Like, no matter what you do, people are going to get mad because if Rihanna passed on it, then who's going to get it? 
we don't know. But people will be mad about that. So, and you know, I don't really fault her. Like, girl, get your coins and give us a old nasty show. And I think, you know, to put the whole political spin on 15 minutes of shaking your ass on stage, I don't really think it's that big of a deal. But y'all let me know what y'all think. But what else is going on in the world today? So the second season of The Kardashians on Hulu premiered on September 22nd. Are y'all watching it? I'm not. Because they just put all of the information out on People Magazine the next day. You get the whole recap of the episode. So the headlines from this week were that Chloe and her baby daddy Tristan were secretly engaged. For nine months, um, this is right <laughs> before his other kid was born. And you know what, girl, I guess. Live your life, like Rihanna says. Coolio passed away at the age of 59, which, rest in peace, that's all I got to say. Quick tens across the boards for this week. Go to first, my diva of choice, Mariah Carey who was honored by Pitchfork Magazine as having the number one song of the 90s. So they compiled a list of 250 of the best songs of the 1990s decade. And I mean, it had all the hits on there, like all the best songs of the 90s that you can think of. And so I was scrolling through the list and I was like, oh, wow, I remember this song. I remember this song. I remember that group. And it was just, a trip back into time. But her song Fantasy, specifically the remix with Old Dirty Bastard, was named as the top song of the 90s because one, it's a great song, just lyrically, methodically, the use of the sample. Um, and then <laughs> just what the remix did for music culture. Because if you think that was one of the first or popularized the rap, R&B, uh, hip-hop crossover. So 10s for you, uh, Mariah Carey. And then the second 10s is going to a lady named Taylor Hale. She was the winner of Big Brother season 24 down to CBS. And she was the first black woman, black woman to win Big Brother. And if you're not familiar with Big Brother, it's where they sequester you in a house for... I don't know how long they be there, maybe a month or so, but I haven't watched it in a few seasons, but it's all about like forming alliances and voting people out. And they do all these little party games um, throughout the season and have a lot of sex, apparently, down to them, um, down to those rooms. But I stopped watching Big Brother because they always seem to have a race issue. Like it just doesn't, but Tens for Taylor, baby, she won. I don't know how much money they get, but write her name down in history too but anyway y'all that's all i got for y'all this week i'm about to go downstairs and throw these flowers in the trash because <laughs> i cannot take it anymore but y'all stay safe stay healthy and i will see y'all in the next one bye For joining me for another week. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you're listening to Category Is right now.
Category Is podcast is recorded in Philadelphia. The show is hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Maurice Smith. 